Hello and welcome back to this episode of High Yield Podcast of Medicine. This is an introduction to child and adolescent psychiatry, also known as neurodevelopmental disorders. The purpose of this introduction is just to draw your attention to the conditions that are high yield enough for general practitioners as well as for the purpose of USMLE Step 1 and 2 based on USMLE content outline. I want you to have four categories in mind when studying child and adolescent or developmental psychiatry. One is developmental milestones and all the memory burden associated with learning those milestones. I am preparing an episode with lots of really high yield memory aids for developmental milestones. Then we have six major DSM-5 categories of child and adolescent disorders, including intellectual disability, communication disorders, autism spectrum disorder that was formerly referred to as pervasive developmental disorder, attention deficit and hyperactivity disorder, specific learning disabilities, and tick and hyperkinetic disorders of childhood. A third way or a different dimension that I would like you to also think about these six specific child and adolescent disorders is to think of four major clinical presentations related to neurodevelopmental disorders. What are those four major presentations? Major clinical signs, symptoms of children and adolescent psychiatric disorders include one, poor school performance, two, behavioral problems of children and adolescents, three, speech disturbance, and four, distractibility. Why I want you to have a framework this way? Because you need to know not only the differential diagnosis of each one of six major DSM-5 categories, but you also need to know the differential diagnosis of each major four clinical presentations. I will cover them in detail in my differential diagnosis episodes. And finally, the fourth category of children and adolescent disorders are either manifestations of other psychiatric disorders in children that sometimes have different diagnostic criteria or conditions that are specific within other DSM-5 categories to children and adolescents. Examples are disruptive behavior and impulse control disorders. While we discuss about different categories. We should remember that conduct disorder and oppositional defined disorder are specific to childhood while intermittent explosive disorder can be seen at any age after six years. Among mood disorders, we have disruptive mood dysregulation disorder that unfortunately many references discuss them together with disruptive and impulse control disorders, perhaps because its name starts with disruptive, but I have emphasized in other episodes that DMDD, disruptive mood dysregulation disorder, belongs to the category of childhood depressive disorder. However, for the sake of differential diagnosis, I myself will discuss them together with disruptive and impulse control disorders. 
The other category is elimination disorders of children. Now, in this introduction, I would like to go through just a list of major differential diagnoses of the major four clinical presentations related to neurodevelopmental disorders. Beginning with poor school performance, we have to first remember that not every student with poor academic performance has some mental disorders. On the other side, we should also remember that almost every mental disorder among children would likely causing some degree of poor school performance. What are the general first steps in the assessment of a child with poor school performance? Testing for IQ as well as assessment of specific academic skills such as reading, writing, expressive versus receptive language, as well as mathematics. Next step, of course, includes assessment of various psychiatric disorders. Finally, we have to remember that there are other behavioral and or environmental factors that may result in poor school performance without a mental disorder being the etiology. Can you give example of such environmental or external factors? Poor work habits, excessive TV watching or video game playing, lack of motivation, poor schooling, disruptive home or community environment are all examples of such environmental influences causing poor school performance. With that said, let's briefly review our differentials of poor school performance. Remember, here I just want to provide a brief list of differential diagnosis. And again, as I mentioned, the discussion of differentials or how to make the differential diagnosis will be addressed in a different episode. What are the common conditions associated with poor school performance? One, intellectual disability. Two, autism spectrum disorder. Three, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Four, specific learning disorder. Five, language disorder or selective mutism. Six, disruptive mood dysregulation disorder. Seven and eight, conduct disorder or oppositional defiant disorder. Nine, separation anxiety disorder. And 10, as always, substance use disorders. With that in mind, let me ask a couple of questions. If you have a child with poor school performance and a pattern of severe temper outbursts that are grossly out of proportion to any given situation, what is the diagnosis? This is definition of disruptive mood dysregulation disorder causing poor school performance. On the other side, if you have a child with poor school performance that happens solely in the context of learning and using certain academic skills, what's the diagnosis? That diagnosis is then specific learning disorder. I hope this provides a clear framework on how to tackle this differentials. Moving next to behavioral problems in a child or adolescent. Remember again, similar to poor school performance, many behavioral problems are not due to mental disorders. In this category, there are problems that are neither due to mental disorders nor due to environmental factors, but due to certain personal issues outside of the psychiatric evaluation, including things like financial gain, revenge, or status seeking being the motive behind certain behaviors such as shooting, mugging, or rape. With that in mind, we should remember we have three major categories of behavioral problems of children and adolescents. One is the psychiatric disorders associated with behavioral problems among children, and the list includes conditions such as 
ADHD, oppositional defined disorder, intellectual disability, etc. The second category is the group of disorders that have late childhood onset or onset during adolescence. And the third category are the ones that occur in response to certain stressors. This category includes, of course, conditions such as PTSD or adjustment disorders. However, a very important point regarding in early adolescent years or late childhood years is to first and foremost remember to rule out substance use disorders. In other words, we expect conditions such as ADHD, autism spectrum disorder, oppositional defiant disorder, disruptive mood dysregulation disorder, etc., have an onset during childhood. If the first onset of a behavioral problem occurs during adolescence, this strongly suggests substance use disorders. However, the second important differential in this age group is the late onset variants of these childhood disorders, such as late onset or adolescent onset type conduct disorder, as well as conditions that commonly initiate during adolescent years, such as mood disorders, schizophrenia, kleptomania, and certain personality disorders. So with that list of differential diagnosis in mind, let's ask a couple of questions. Again, a more detailed review of differential diagnosis of will be, God willing, available in a separate episode. But for now, let me just briefly ask a couple of questions for the sake of practicing this differential diagnosis. If a child or adolescent behavioral problem occurs in association with a pattern of argumentativeness or vindictiveness, what diagnosis you should think of? We should think about oppositional defiant disorder. If the behavioral problems occur as a consequence of stereotyped movements, what is the consideration? Autism spectrum disorder. If the behavioral problem mainly includes stealing objects, what are the possibilities? Well, if the objects being stolen are needed for their monetary value, this is a felony. But if the objects are being stolen but not needed for their monetary value, this is the diagnostic hint in favor of kleptomania. Next important symptom of neurodevelopmental disorders is speech disturbance. What are the three categories of speech disturbance? One is disorganized speech, the other is impaired speech, and the third category is unusual speech. What is definition of disorganized speech? Disorganized speech simply means switching from one topic to another without any connections between them or any answer to the questions being asked. What is definition of impaired speech? Impaired speech refers to problems associated with speech production and use of language. It requires the patient have no problem in areas of word articulation or speech fluency. And finally, what's unusual speech, the third form of speech disturbance? Unusual speech includes conditions such as pressured speech, repetitive or stereotypical speech, or any pattern of speech that indicates a deficit in either understanding or following the social rules of verbal communication. Now, important question, based on definition of disorganized speech, what conditions are common differentials of this type of speech disturbance? 
Three major conditions associated with disorganized speech among children and adolescents simply include substance use disorder, including intoxication or withdrawal, psychotic disorders, and finally, mood disorders, specifically the manic episode. Now, presence of disorganized speech or switching between unrelated topics that's also associated with flight of ideas is diagnostic for what condition? For manic episode. If disorganized speech is associated with loosening of association, what could be the possible diagnosis? Schizophrenia. That said, what is the list of differential diagnoses for disturbed speech among children and adolescents? As always, first, substance intoxication or withdrawal. Second is delirium or any other possible causes of neurocognitive disorders due to medical conditions. Then we have both types of mood disorders, either manic or depressive. Then we have schizophrenia and psychotic disorders. Then we have language disorders. Then we have conditions of communication issues such as autism spectrum disorder versus social communication disorder. And finally, we have vocal tic disorders. Now, couple questions for this list of differential diagnosis. If a child or adolescent has speech disorder that's defined as problem in the use of verbal and nonverbal communication elements in social situations, what are the two possible differential diagnoses? One is autism spectrum disorder and the other is social or pragmatic communication disorder. Now, right away here, how do we distinguish between these two? Well, the person with social or pragmatic communication disorder does not have other symptoms of autism spectrum disorders, such as a deficit in developing and understanding relationships or having repetitive patterns of behaviors and activities. Patient without these features will be diagnosed as social or pragmatic communication disorder, but with those features, we have autism spectrum disorder. On the other side, if we have an adolescent with speech problems that's associated with fluctuating levels of consciousness or awareness, what could be the diagnosis? The diagnosis most likely is delirium due to another medical conditions. On to our fourth and final major clinical presentation of neurodevelopmental disorders and that's distractibility. What is it? Distractibility simply means lack of ability to filter out stimuli while concentration on a specific task or activity is required. What is the most important factor in addition to severity of distractibility for the assessment of distractibility among children and adolescents? The age of onset. How is it so? If distractibility that's considered clinical significant initiates at early childhood, this suggests the diagnosis of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Now, what could be the possible diagnosis of distractibility and inattention with the onset in adolescence? Conditions such as substance intoxication or withdrawal, major depressive or bipolar disorder, and psychotic disorders should be on top of the list. Now, if inattention initiates later in life, what should be the considerations? Important diagnosis to consider for inattention and distractibility that initiates in adulthood 
is medication, drugs of abuse, and general medical conditions. What condition should be first ruled out in every patient with inattention and distractibility? Delirium should be ruled out given the fact that it is a medical emergency. Always remember the hallmark is acute onset changes in mental status with fluctuating level of consciousness, usually in the setting of an underlying medical disorder. So what are the common differentials of inattention and distractibility among children and adolescents? As always in psychiatry, we rule out substance intoxication and any type of new cognitive disorder due to another medical condition or effects of medications. Then we have mood and psychotic disorders. Of course, we have attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and we have stress-related disorders such as post-traumatic stress disorder or acute stress disorder or adjustment disorder. And finally, we have conditions such as generalized anxiety disorder. Now, a couple of questions on distractibility. What is the possible diagnosis if a distractible child also has delusions or hallucinations? We have to consider psychotic disorders. What is the diagnosis in a patient with inattention or distractibility that is clinical significant that occurs in response to a psychosocial stressor that was not traumatic. The diagnosis is adjustment disorder, especially if all other possible differentials are ruled out. Okay, with this framework in mind, we are going to start discussion of our six major psychiatric disorders of children and adolescents in the coming episodes. <laughs>